Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Laces Out podcast, our NFL podcast. We uh, we kind of had some time off, but we didn't because we covered it because we did like extra episodes and we banked those episodes so that you still got the episodes. But what that means is that this this is a bumper episode. This is a big episode. It's a juicy episode. It's got everything you could possibly want, barring some stuff from week 16. That all gets explained. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Just ignore it. Uh, We've got all the week 17 stuff and the week 18 preview. Staring down the barrel of the playoffs, people. That's right. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Uh, share the podcast around, people. There's only going to be a few left of this season, so it'd be good to get the word out now. Ready for next season. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is Cookie Cast. Laces out. Recording in progress. Might be. It might be re- recording in progress. It it does seem to suggest recording is in progress. We will find out after the... Wait, no. Um, happy New! New Year, new you, new me. We look exactly the same. Just... Yeah. Two weeks of football has been happening since we last convened. Here. Right here. Uh, it is the NFL podcast. Laces out from the Cookie Cast Network. I am here, which is probably getting a bit old at this point. My more than glamorous co-host is here. Can't even say it. Uh, Mr. Paul Williams, how was your new year and how much football did you watch in the festives? So, um, as as odd as it sounds, obviously the fact that the weekly NFL happenings fell on both Christmas and New Year's Eve, mm. and that I watched probably a combined total of about eight minutes of uh, American football over the course of the festive period, both Christmas and New Year. Um, New Year's Eve was completely written off in the fact that we were round at a friend's house um, for a New Year's Eve party, therefore, um, I, I was pretty much instantaneously uh, negated from being able to watch the uh, the action. When you say friend, how much of a friend are they really if they've not catered to your every need for a New Year's Eve party? I.e., tablet, small TV in the kitchen, forty-two inches in the den. Of American football gloriousness. I mean, you're absolutely correct. And uh, in hindsight, I should have just taken matters into my own hands and just taken my tablet with me and just like, watched. Uh, just been like, oh, I should have picked a spot where it could sort of be seen, by, but only by me. And have sort of just kept that as my sort of point of reference. I did I did launch my fantasy app, even though I had nothing to play for, in that I was unceremoniously dumped out 
of the uh, playoffs winner's circle by um, podcast alum, Mr. Matthew, two T's, two teams, all of the above. You say, you say podcast alum, uh, hasn't been on this season, has had many invitations. Um, one week in particular, which would have been the prime time for him to come on. Um, let me ask you this. I know we I know we made a decision to cover the fantasy side of things less, other than using it for our guest list. Um, would you rather go out in the first round of the playoffs or go out in the second round losing to the person that lives in your house with you? Yeah, that's... Um... That's probably going to sting a little bit. Um, sadly, I I, I, will, I will never be able to, uh, to find out that particular um, hardship as uh, my uh, my good lady partner doesn't play the fantasy sports, sadly. So that, that's... Uh, Give it time. Can sadly never happen. Give it time. So, um, we debated how we were going to do this. So... Um, one of the decisions we had to make was whether to review, go into too much the uh, week 16 games. And uh, we have taken a, a collective executive decision to, although we will cover the outcome of our predictions and uh, etc., we will probably not dwell too much. On the week 16 games. So you know there's that. Uh, that obviously frees up enough time for us to spend a good 45 minutes talking about uh, the Cowboys-Lions game. To then go on to talk about the fact that the uh, the officiating team have been removed from the opportunity to officiate any playoff games. Which would obviously not highlight the fact that that means that they would definitely... Um, What's the word for it? Um, rigging that game. And uh, yes. But it's fine. It's fine because everything's been sorted. Because the Lions have now won that game. Because that call that was reversed changed the outcome of the game. So the fact that that call has then been called into uh, question has meant that they've changed the outcome of the game. The Lions won. Um, so I hope to see that reflecting in the, uh, in the, in the picks for that week, Mr. Williams. Uh, and obviously, that officiating team will not be officiating a prime time game this week, so we'll be back on your TV sets. Yeah, uh, I've, again, because I've not really taken sort of much of the of uh, the games in, I, I've kind of missed all this. I know there was a uh, a missed. So how did it go? Was it a missed point after, which then got pulled, then got called back? So they went for the two point conversion, which wasn't converted, but there was a penalty, and then they did convert it, but there was another penalty, and then they didn't convert it. So the Lions got the two point is the short version. Uh, winning the game, it was the last play of the game. The Lions get the two point. They won the game. They rejoice. Yay! We win. We've done real well this season. Look at us go. And we beat the Cowboys, America's team, and all this. In the time it took to have that conversation, nobody said anything. 
But then after that, after we've rejoiced and celebrated and had a good time and, and planned our next move and looked at our next, you know, road to the playoffs, who we play next, somebody decided, oh, hang on a minute. No, that means the Lions won the game and the Cowboys lost, so that can't be a thing. So we're going to have to throw a penalty flag and then try and come up with something for the reason for that penalty. Um, that player who spoke to that official and was on camera talking to Jared Goff, who told that player to then go and speak to the officials to designate themselves as eligible on the field. Oh, yeah, they weren't. They weren't eligible, so that two point don't count. Oh, the Cowboys win, do they? Okay, cool. Let's move on, shall we? But obviously, that that decision has basically been highlighted as as being incorrect, which means the Lions won the game. I I believe that's how it works. We don't just ignore the fact that a officiating team have clearly rigged a game, clearly changed the outcome of a game. We don't, we're not going to ignore that, and we're not going to just move on to the next week of games where that team will be officiating a primetime game. i tell you something, I hope that there's no bad calls in that game, like the previous game that they called as well. Um, I think I've mentioned before about why I don't watch the NBA anymore. Um, if, if you like, we can talk about how uh, NBA referees get paid their... Yearly salaries from the day they retire till uh, the day they die. Can't imagine there's a reason for that. Anyway, let's, let's talk about week 16. I was going to say, should, should, we, should we move on? As, this is uh, not... Andrew seems to be getting a little, bit, um, a, little bit, a little bit annoyed about this particular topic. This is not a conspiracy theory podcast or a truth podcast. This is an NFL podcast. We're not here for the truth, Paul. Let's talk about week 16. Did I win? So, Did I win like the Lions? Well, as Andy mentioned, obviously, we've had two weeks since we last recorded. And, uh, and, and Kinsey, obviously, we, we did have a podcast last week. But, um, that had been recorded ahead of time, so we could put that one in the can. So, week 16, uh, myself, Mr. Cook, and the stats mistress were the people putting in the selections for the week 16 picks in third place with only five of 16 selections correct not a banner week for the stats mistress suddenly it started off well when she had the rams to beat the saints um but it slowly went downhill from there wow. so she had the rams to beat the saints the only other teams that, that she had that were correct were the bills to beat the chargers mm. the buccaneers to beat the jaguars which Probably could have been considered a bit of an upset on that one. Inspired the Dolphins, The Dolphins to beat the Cowboys in what was a very close game. Mm. And the Eagles to beat the Giants. Um, everyone else uh, let, let me hand down quite quite considerably, unfortunately. Um, which means it's either going to be myself or Mr. Cook taking the point with 9 of 16 compared to 10 of 16. In second place, losing by one, it's Mr. Andrew Cook. No. Sadly, Mr. Cook was let down by the Saints Fucking not Saints. being the Rams. The Bengals not being the Steelers. 
the Colts not being the Falcons, the Commanders not being the Jets, the Broncos not being the Patriots, oh dear, the Chiefs not being the Raiders, the and the 49ers not beating the Ravens. There's a couple of a couple of games in there that if you gave me the options now I'd still pick them. So I feel I feel absolutely. So my so I, I obviously won the week with ten of sixteen selections correct. My uh, right. the sixteen that went me down were the Bengals, at the Steelers, the Colts at home at the at the Falcons, the Jaguars at the bank uh, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys at the Dolphins, the Broncos at home to the Patriots, the Chiefs at home to the uh, and the the Chiefs at home to the Raiders. Um, everything else went up there, uh, came up Millhouse. So uh, winning the week with 10 out of 16 points. Myself, moving me on to three and a half points for the season. Andy stays on five. The collective guest stays on seven and a half. Side bet-wise, um, Andy came into the week with 35 points. I came into it with 41 points. Oh. Andy... Didn't start off great with the Chiefs, oh, sweet the Raiders, but did manage to get three points by having the Bills, the Packers, and the Bears successfully. So the Bears. Up to thirty-eight points for the season. Okay. I didn't start great either by picking the Broncos to beat the Patriots, hmm. or the Colts to beat the Falcons. Ooh. So I only got two points Ooh. for the Eagles and the Lions winning their games. That moved me on to 43 points. So Andy is closing that gap. This is starting to re- this is starting to reek of the back end of last season. This is this is how I how I defeated the um I can't think of the mythical creature. I can think of the who I remember the little guy. Was it Jason? No. He was the Argonauts. Wasn't are, you, it? Are, you, are you thinking of um uh yeah, you see. Samson and Delilah? Yeah, I, I can't think no. of it either. Um, probably move on from that one as well, because neither of <laughs> No, um, obviously we didn't we didn't pay attention in, uh, in religious Greek education. Mythology. So, this is obviously the part of the, uh, the, part of the podcast where we normally go through the, the stats for week 16, but as that was two weeks ago, we felt, let's just... Let's just gloss over the week sixteen stats. Yeah. We'll give you the week six there, we'll give you the week seventeen results and we'll just dive into the week seventeen stats. So we roll forward and week seventeen's picks were myself, Mr. Cook, and the good lady Williams. Sixteen games as per usual. And um, it wasn't a bad week for the guest yet again, with only six of sixteen picks correct. Amy Williams, let down by the Jets not beating the Browns, the Lions not beating the Cowboys. I'm going to swap this. I'll just give the six teams that did get uh, did get correct. She correctly picked the Ravens to beat the Dolphins. Big check. The Bears to beat the Falcons. Big check. The Texans to beat the Titans. The Jags to beat the Panthers. The 49ers to beat the Commanders. And the Chiefs to beat the Bengals. Everything else, sadly, did not go in her favour. And you were saying that the Lions beating the Cowboys, so she got seven, seven out of sixteen. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll go with what it says on paper as to who won that game. So six out of sixteen in second place with a very respectable twelve. 
16 selections. For the second week running, it's Mr. Andrew Cook. You were only let down by... The Lions beat the, uh, the Lions beat to the Camels. Um, the so 13 Eagles. out of 16, you say? That's, that's amazing. <laughs> this guy. The Eagles losing to the Cardinals, which was outrageous. No, the Seahawks losing to the Steelers, which again was outrageous. Uh, you also had the Vikings to beat the Packers at home, which obviously did not come off. So winning the week with, and I definitely checked this, and I had to double check it, 15 of 16 <laughs> selections <laughs> correct. Tell me you were let down by the Lions beating the Cowboys. Go on, I dare you. No. Yeah. I was let down, as everyone was, by the Eagles losing at home to the Arizona Cardinals. So if the Eagles could have just held on Done their for jobs. The, the four seconds or whatever it was that was left at the end of that game, I would have had a clean sweep. 16 of 16. Ah, amazing work. So, annoying from that perspective, but I do get another point for the year for the overall season. So it moves me to four and a half points. I'm now only half a point back on Andy in the overall weekly picks. Andy stays on five, the guest stays on seven and a half. But he got he got fifteen out of his sixteen picks correct. Does that mean that he got four out of four in his side bet picks? Well, we'll come to that in a minute. We'll go to Andy's first. As Andy had chosen the San Francisco 49ers tick. The Buffalo Bills tick. The Denver Broncos. Tick. And the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you... Moving Andy on to 41 points for the season. So, by the power of deduction, you should be able to work out that if I followed my own selections, I had to get four from four. And I did, and I had the Browns, the Jags, the Colts, and the Texans. So I get the uh, the prerequisite four of four, move myself onto 47 points for the season, re-establishing that six-point cushion. Um, obviously, there's only one week of a full slate of 16 games remaining, but we do carry the side bet on into the postseason. So obviously, there's fewer games to pick from. Yep. But we still try and divvy them up as much as possible. What we might do is um, wildcard weekend. There'll only be six games. So yeah, we'll think, only have to pick three. I think we had to. Yeah, I think we had to adjust for playoffs to unless just, just basically divide them up. Unless we have a scenario where you pick, say, if it's the Eagles versus kind of work out who's going to win that fourth division. The books, let's say, and you've gone one way, and I think it's going to go the other way. That would, in theory, leave that game open to debate. Ooh. I would say when we're down to when we're down to the bare bones. Yeah. But obviously, that will all depend on whether we've picked the same way or not. So we'll leave it open to interpretation at this particular point. So that's week 17's picks done. That's week 17's side bet done. I believe. The stat mistress has been 
busying away, getting the information we know that the uh, the public all love and crave. The the stats mistress was very much on the bobby. I got a message earlier today asking if she could use the technology required to get us the stats that we need for you lovely people. Uh, what that means is that we have not only a lot, they are juicy stats. So these are the week 17 stats for the 2023 going into now 24 season. Uh, the credit goes to Nate Davis of USA Today and our credit goes to the stats mistress for her fantastic work season on season. My first stat looks a lot like this. Six days after the heavyweight battle on Christmas night, the Baltimore Ravens and San Francisco 49ers both locked down top seeds in the AFC and NFC, respectively. Ensuring both squads will get wildcard weekend off and will play their subsequent postseason games at home at least before Super Bowl 58 in Las Vegas. Number two. And though the Ravens handled the Niners in week 16 and 11 years ago in Super Bowl 47 when Joe Flacco was the game's MVP, a rematch seems like the optimal outcome given Baltimore and San Francisco are almost undoubtedly the league's two best teams. And if that occurs six weeks from now, you'd hope running back Christian McCaffrey, Kyle Hamilton, tight end Mark Andrews, defensive line Eric Amstead, Kevin Zeitler, and the rest of those teams respectively, mainstays are able to play at something close to 100%. Number three, statistically, Baltimore quarterback Lamar Jackson's season doesn't compare to his 2019 MVP performance. But with a closing argument that included a defeat of the 49ers, followed by five touchdown passes against the Miami Dolphins to lock down the AFC's top seed, hard to believe Jackson won't soon be a two-time MVP, given the relative lack of serious competition this season. Number four, more about Lamar Jackson. Jackson's 158.3 passer rating Sunday was the third perfect score of his career, tying the NFL's all-time record, the other two occurring naturally in 2019. He also topped 800 rushing yards for the third time, becoming the first quarterback ever to do so. Get the WWE on the phone. Speaking of Paul's favourites, number five. Speaking of Flacco, just awesome. I, I, I really have to start reading these stats before I send them through. The 38-year-old the 38 re <laughs> probably hasn't played this well since he was 28. And he couldn't be having more fun. Despite all their major injuries, Flacco's Cleveland Browns now locked into the fifth seed, meaning they'll likely open the postseason at the AFC South champion. Um, 
They are legit Super Bowl contenders, thanks primarily to their swarming defence and their new quarterback's fearless play. More of Joe Flacco has thrown for at least 300 yards in his past four starts. All of them wins. First round pick for the Ravens in 2008. He had never had a 300 yard streak of more than two games prior to this year. Flacco also became the first quarterback to pass for 300 yards against the Jets in two years. The last to do it. Thomas Edward Patrick Brady. Tampa Bay Buccaneers version. Seventh and final stat for me. 49ers quarterback Brock Purdy bowed out of the MVP conversation after getting thoroughly outplayed by Jackson last week. But, maybe a bit surprisingly... He claimed San Francisco's single-season passing yardage record by getting to the relative modest figure of 4,280. Um, over to you for what I believe is more on the Niners. Yes, uh, just before I dive into the stats that I have, uh, obviously um, credit where credit is due. For the new Broadway Joe, um, and uh, it was it, it was interesting that he never had a um, sequence of more than two games with over three hundred passing yards. Maybe something to do with the fact that he was played for the wrong version of the Cleveland Browns. Because let's be honest, everyone knows that the Baltimore Ravens are really just Cleveland Browns number one. Um, so he's, he's finally found the correct team at the end of his career and wouldn't it just be oh so sweet if they met each other in the postseason and Broadway Joe puts out Cleveland Browns number one I, I, we can live we can hope I was listening to a podcast about the whole Baltimore Ravens Cleveland Browns thing and how they just up sticks in the middle of the night and did a runner. Yeah, it's it's weird because obviously Baltimore originally had a team which was the Colts, obviously, and that's that's where the sort of the ball in the middle of the night thing did. They obviously went to Indianapolis, and then um, the guy who was the owner of the Cleveland Browns just said that if they if, if Cleveland didn't build a new stadium, he'd look to re, he'd look to relocate the team, and then the city of Cleveland. Didn't build a new stadium, so he he, he relocated the team. So they got I mean, suspended from the league for mm, I think it was three years. Yeah, it's it's weird because obviously they were allowed to move, but they weren't allowed to take the the, the Browns name and stuff like that. So the city of Cleveland retained the rights to the name and all of the history and all that. So it's 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 really convoluted. It's it's, it's probably worth watch if you, if you've got access to it you should watch the Cleveland 95 edition of um, Football Life because it's um, it's a good watch anyway sorry to get sidetracked there but back into the stats and Niners running back Christian McCaffrey's day was abbreviated by a calf injury but not before he collected 91 total yards and locking up his first league rushing title 
Not only were both number one seeds put to bed, three other teams, the Browns, the Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs, stood up their own playoff spots in Week 17. The Cincinnati Bengals, Denver Broncos and the Las Vegas Raiders were all eliminated on Sunday, with the Chicago Bears likely to follow by the night's end, unless the Green Bay Packers and Minnesota Vikings tie, which they did not. That means 20 of the league's 32 teams are likely to be viable entering Week 18, though several already assured of playoff spots, the 49ers, the Ravens, the Browns and the Chiefs, cannot improve their postseason position on the final weekend of the regular season. And the Bears hardly ended Sunday empty-handed. Now official owners of the top pick of the 2024 NFL Draft, a selection acquired from Carolina after Chicago sent the Panthers the number one selection of the 2023 draft. How about Mike Tomlin? The Pittsburgh Steelers coach watched his team keep its playoff hopes alive by beating the Seattle Seahawks at imposing Lumen Field. The victory also assured that Tomlin, now in his 17th season at the helm, still never has endured a sub-500 season. No other head coach has started his NFL career with a longer streak than Tomlin's. Two more to go from me. How about those South Divisions? Both the AFC and NFC South could still be won by as many as three teams going into Week 18. Only the Panthers and the Tennessee Titans are on the outside looking in. Boo-hoo. Finally, however, Eagles fans and Lions fans, Detroit seeming to knock off the Cowboys in North Texas on Saturday with a sweet fake on a two-point conversion that would have kept the NFC North champs in the race for home field advantage, certainly feel a certain way today about how referee Brad Allen and his crew legislated the end of that game. Well, let's, let's, let's move on swiftly, shall we? Let's not, let's not re-pull at that particular thread that was, um, that was um, wide open, shall we? That's week 17. Done and dusted, put to bed. Blankets on, tucked in, candles blown out, lovely stuff. Water bottle was put in, nice and toasty. Week 18, the final week of the season is upon us. Sorry, final week of the regular season. Obviously, it's that simultaneous thing of, oh man, the season's over. Then you get excited for playoff football, because playoff football is just like, mwah. But it also is like the beginning of the end. Mm. I know what you mean. But, like they say, all good things don't have to come to an end. And obviously, once the season is done, it'll start up again before you know it. And, uh, and we'll be right back here doing mm. this podcast for all you lovely, lovely people. So, week 18 is on the horizon. We're going to step away for a moment to compose ourselves to go through the picks that myself, Mr. Cook, and the stats mistress have made. For week 18. You won't need to do anything though. As it will just pop up in your feed instantaneously. So we're going to step away. And be right back with you. In a few moments. Recording in progress. See. Just like that. We're back. We're back in business. So. As we said before. Week 18. Now. I'm, I'm, I'm a little confused by this because I didn't think that they tried... I didn't think that they liked to split the games that much. 
when it came to week 18 because of the sort of the magnitude of what's on the line and whatnot. Um, but I know they always have the Sunday night football, so they always leave one game till till the late slate on the Sunday. They don't have any Monday night football games. Um, but they did. They would. They always do normally leave the one for the Sunday. And I think they've made the correct choice in this one because the Sunday night football game is the Bills at the Dolphins. Obviously, the winner wins the division. And if the if the Bills don't win, the chances are that they might not make the postseason. So I'd say it's probably the game that's got oh, the it, most riding on it. It with is the hands best down, hands down game of the week. Largely because all of the other games are like, what are we looking at here? I was going through them when I was doing my selections today, like, oh, that's a, that's a doozy, that one. And then, oh, that's that's also a doozy. And, oh, my word, who put this week of games together? I will say this, outside of those first few picks, it's going to get real sketchy for the side bet. It's like, uh, it certainly is. That one. Because, unfortunately, we're at the point of the season where number one seeds will be tempted to bench players to give them the rest. Teams that have got nothing to play for apart from draft picks will probably put in the backups. Um, yeah. Interesting. So, there are two games on what officially would be Saturday. Uh, the first of which is a 9.30 kickoff over here in the uh, in the UK. And it is the Steelers at the Ravens. Now, as it stands, the, obviously the Ravens have sewn up the number one seed. They know exactly where they're going to be. That's not an issue. As it stands, the Pittsburgh Steelers are ninth in the AFC standings. So they're very much on the outside looking in. As it stands... The Cleveland Browns are the fifth seed and they're locked into that place. The Buffalo Bills are the sixth seed and the Indianapolis Colts are the seventh seed. Now, the Colts, the Texans and the Steelers are all on nine and seven. The Bills are on ten and six. So this is where it gets confusing. So I thought the Bills were pretty much assured of being in. Yeah. But there is a, there is a scenario where they could be well, one of the Colts and Texans will be on ten and seven unless it's a tie. The Steelers could be ten and seven, um, but depending on what the what the Ravens do with their starters, that might dictate how that game goes. So, this is where if I was a Bills fan, I'd potentially be a little bit upset that the Steelers are playing on the Saturday. But then you could also have the argument that, oh no, it's good that they're playing on a Saturday because regardless of what that result ends up as, the Bills will know exactly what they need to do to be guaranteed of the postseason. I think, <coughs> excuse me, off the top of my head, if the Steelers lose and the, and the Colts-Texans game, which is played the same night, doesn't finish as a tie, I think the Bills are in regardless of the result of their game against the Dolphins. But obviously it's more beneficial to the Bills to win that game as it will win them the division. Yeah. So I think regardless, the Bills will be playing for the win. 
But obviously, if they know they're going to be in the postseason regardless, it might take a little bit of the pressure off. Obviously, the game's in Miami as well. So, I've got a little bit around the houses there, but they get the, the teams that are in the sort of win and potentially in scenario are all playing on the Saturday. So, we've got the Steelers at the Ravens and the Texans at the Colts. Because the Ravens have sewed up the number one seed, I think there is potential that they won't play any of the starters for any more than a half. So I think they'll play the starters in the first quarter, see how they get on, just so they're not sitting for two weeks, because obviously they've got the bye next week with the wild card. Yeah. So, I have gone with the Steelers, whereas you and Leanna both picked the Ravens in that one. The only reason I picked the Steelers is because obviously they're going to be playing everybody. Yeah. They're on a bit of a roll. And the Ravens might be tempted to take the foot off the gas if it's looking like the Steelers are going to just ruin some of their starters. Yeah, but it is a think, divisional game. Thinking so about it, it now, it, a little bit of needle to it. it makes the most sense, like you say. Get through the first quarter, start benching people. Unless, because I know there's a game, obviously a game on the list, where there are players who are facing, like, they're on the cusp of records. So, those players are going out no matter what. They, you know, chalk up those records, get whatever. Um, So, yeah, Thinking, thinking of it that way, realistically, the Steelers need to put everything into it. And the Ra- <laughs> the Ravens don't, so yeah. That's that's like I said. That's the only reason I've gone with the Steelers because I think they're no, going to be the ones that are going to work. Absolutely, perfect. The game The only thing again that might go against me in that sort of regard is that it's a divisional game. They don't like each other, and it would obviously the Ravens at home would make them nothing would make them happier than making sure that the Steelers don't make the postseason. So that's the only thing that would potentially worry me from a Steelers perspective. The next game, obviously, is the Texans at the Colts. Now, obviously, we said it's it's kind of a win-and-in scenario for both teams here. Mm. Um, it, it's weird, because whichever team wins it will momentarily lead the division, because the Jacksonville Jaguars game is until the Sunday. So, if either of the Colts or the Texans win, they jump to the top of the division. That's mental. It's, it's That's really weird. so it's mental. Um, so, because it's in Indianapolis, I've just shaded it for the Colts. I know that the, I know that the Texans have got CJ Stroud back and they've got a couple of players that are on a bit of a tear. I just, I, I don't know why. I just, there's something about the Colts that I, that I quite sort of like the look of at the minute. They've, they've sort of been on a little bit of a roll the last couple of weeks. He says that. I'm going to look back here and they're going to have lost in week 16. Yeah, they did. They lost to the Falcons, who were absolutely terrible. <laughs> so I'm going to be talking about that. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just going to give the Colts the, the, the shade because they're playing at home. You and Leanne have backed the Texans. And honestly, it, it, it's very much a 50-50 shot for me, that one. Yeah. But it will be interesting because, like I say, the winner goes to the top of the division. Um, and I don't know if the loser's necessarily out of it. No, yeah, they will be because they because the Jags are currently at the top of the division. Yeah, 
you can't lose this one and go into the postseason. So ignore that. It's, it is winning it, basically. Uh, that's the Saturday games. And then the Sunday slate of games starts with a game that I say it doesn't have much on it, but the Buccaneers know that if they win, they will tie up the division. So it's the Buccaneers playing the Panthers in Carolina. Again, it's divisional, as all these games are. Week 18 is always the divisional games. Um, yeah, as it stands, the Bucks, the Bucks are the leader of the NFC South. They're tied on the same record as the Saints. So the Saints can pick them with, a, with if they beat the Falcons and the Buccaneers lose to the Panthers, the Saints can still topple them and get them top of the division. Um, I don't think that's going to happen. Neither do you. Neither does Leanne. We've all backed a Bucks win there. So it's very much looking like winning in for the Buccaneers. Yeah. Next game, we have the Browns at the Bengals. Um, this one's got nothing on it. The Browns are already in the postseason. The Bengals can't make the postseason. Um, me and Andy have backed the Browns. Leanne has gone with the Bengals. I'm assuming she's giving it home field advantage. It might be a chance for the Browns to rest a couple of their starters, maybe a couple of players on the defence, get them rested up. I, of, I didn't I um, didn't want to influence her decision in any way, but I started writing Browns and she was like Bengals and I was like and I was gonna say you have you have remembered that Joe Burrows hasn't been playing for several weeks. But I was like, I'll just I'll leave it to it. She seems to know what she's doing. Yeah, I, I, I've gone with the Browns. Again, they might only give players like Miles Garrett a half just to keep him fresh. Obviously, yeah. they've got a game next week in the wild card, which at the moment would be the winner of the AFC South. So at the moment, it's looking like the, the Jags will be the game for Cleveland, which will be a tasty game. Um, but obviously, you want to be going into the postseason with as many of your big-name players as healthy as possible. So... I won't be surprised to see the Browns start um, benching players in that one. Next up, we've got the Vikings at the Lions. The Lions have sewn up the um, NFC North. The Vikings cannot make the postseason. Um, so this is another one where you would imagine the Lions potentially only play Jared Goff for a couple of snaps here and there. The Vikings probably just going to try. I know it's already come out that they're planning to play Nick Mullins a quarterback. Yeah. Um, I imagine it might be the chance for um, Kevin O'Connell to try out some new formations, maybe some new starters, see what they've got on the on the secondary and stuff like that. Um, we, me and you have both gone for a Lions win here. Leanne's gone for the Vikings. I can only presume because she thinks that the Lions might rest players. But yeah, I, I, I think there was a lot of and and it and it and it is literally that, isn't it? If the if the Lions start resting players early doors, there's nothing to say that the Vikings can't do a bit of this and a bit of that and get a win because what difference does it make? Yep, yep, true. Uh, next up is the first of our games that has nothing riding on it but um, local pride, I guess. It's the Jets at the Patriots. Both teams have been eliminated from the postseason. Uh, myself and Leanne have given the nod to the Patriots, whereas Andy has backed the Jets. Um, you would imagine if he starts the game, it'll be... Um, I can't think of his name. 
quarterback? Zach Wilson. That's the guy. Zach Wilson. I couldn't. Mike Jones. I couldn't get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I couldn't get Garrett Wilson out of my head. It was a pretty sure the ride the wide receiver or something like that. So no idea what was going on there. Uh, yeah, Andy's gone with the Jets. Me and Leanne have gone with the Patriots. That that one will probably just disappear into the ether for me. It's not one I'll be paying a close attention to. Um, next up, we've got the Falcons at the Saints. Um, obviously, this is being played at the same time as the Bucks Panthers game, so the Saints will have one eye on the uh, on the big screens to see how the, how the if the Panthers can do them a favour. Um, the Saints is it's basically all or nothing there. They're, they're kind of on the outs. Um, when it comes to being the, the seventh seed, they would need to win and hope that the Seahawks and Packers both lose to sneak into the seventh seed. As it stands, the Green Bay Packers are the seventh seed, the, the Rams are the sixth, and the Philadelphia Eagles are the fifth seed in the NFC. Um, so the Saints do still need to win the game, and they will have an outside chance of making the postseason, so they'll have to keep an eye on three games, really. Um We've all backed the Saints to get the win. Um, they are obviously the home team. Um, so you'd like to think the crowd will be behind them uh, and it'll give them that little spur to um, to kick on. Next up, we've got the Jacksonville Jaguars taking on the Tennessee Titans in Tennessee. Again, at this particular time when it kicks off, the Jags will know exactly what they need to do. They'll know which of the teams is above them in the race for the postseason. So they'll just know that a win against the Titans will sew up the AFC South. Job done. Myself and Andy think they will get the job done, whereas Leanne has gone with Titans to get the uh, to get the win there. So that could be a nervous way for the Jags when it comes to seeing if they're in the postseason or not. Seahawks-Cardinals is next. And this is another one where... The Seahawks, as it stands, are on the outs. They're on the bubble, uh, as it were. So they're the eighth seed. Obviously, there's only seven seeds. Um, so as it stands at the moment, they will miss out on the postseason. They need the Packers to lose, and they need to hope that they can just match or better the Saints' result against the Falcons, and the Seahawks will make it in. Uh, myself and Andy have backed the Seahawks at the win, whereas Leanne has come with the Cardinals to win that one. Obviously, the Cardinals coming off the back of a big win against the Eagles the week prior. Um, next up, we have the Chicago Bears travelling to Green Bay to take on the Packers. Um, nothing only for the Bears, other than, again, pride in the division. Um, whereas the Packers know that if they win, they should, in theory, have enough in the, in the tank to, to solve the, uh, the seventh seed and make the postseason. Uh, and we all think that the Packers will indeed win. We've all backed the pack on that one. Uh, next up is, I believe, potentially the first of the nine o'clock. Oh, no, sorry, I take it back. The nine o'clock started with the Seahawks Cardinals game. So Seahawks Cardinals at 9.25, Bears Packers at 9.25. Chiefs at the Chargers is also at 9.25. So this is the first time when uh, Patrick Mahomes will be going into the last game of the season knowing he can't make the number one seed, so we'll have to play an AFC wildcard game for the first time in his career. It will be at home, though, so he won't break that record of, of, uh, of playing all of his playoff games at home. Um, 
no great shock here. We've all backed the the, uh, the Chiefs to beat the Chargers. The Chargers are on the absolute bones of their hearts at the moment. I don't, I don't even know who's starting at quarterback. No, I can't. I couldn't tell you. I think I saw um, it earlier this week. I think there was some mention, and I was like, don't know on that. Yeah, it's it's that it's that classic situation of if he walked past you in the street, you wouldn't know who he was and stuff like that because we just haven't seen anywhere near enough of him. Um, next up, it's another game that has nothing on it, as neither of the teams can make the postseason. It's the Broncos at the Raiders. Um, across the board, we've all just picked the Raiders on that one. Well, let me just double check that because I, uh, I'm sure I may have seen Broncos in one of your picks. No, you did both pick the Raiders. Yeah. The uh, the Bronco the Bronco pick was made by somebody else who I will mention at the end, um, unless you would prefer me not to mention that. It, um, uh, you can men you can mention. Uh, I believe you are referring to my youngest daughter, who is <laughs> who is forever known on podcast as. My youngest daughter. Of I, course. I, I, so, she uh, she also must have heard her mummy and daddy discussing uh, the uh, the games. So, wanted to make her own picks. Uh, and uh, Mr. Cook has kindly sent these to me unedited. Um, and in, um, in no particular order, I will just read out some of my favourites. Um, so, Mr. Cook's youngest daughter believes that the Steelers will get the win. Absolutely. He's also backing the Vikings. One single Jaguar. Yep, just a Jaguar on its own. One single Bronco yep. on its own. And she thinks that the Seacorks will get the win that's this a, week. That's her favourite team. She has a, uh, from when she was a baby, she has a Seacorks. Um, it's like a like a mixture between a baby grow and a, and a jersey. Um what I will say is this, um, if you hold her picks up against the um, fantasy app, and, and if you do that over one side, it's funny how all of them line up, because I did point out to her that she just picked the first team of the t- <laughs> I was like, darling, you've picked the first team. She was like, so, so then she immediately changed her answer. I was like, no, 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 I'm just saying you're just picking the first of two teams. Yes. Incredible. When I when I mentioned it to my uh, my wife, she said, "I really hope you mentioned that on the podcast, as that is one of the cutest things I've ever seen." Yeah. So they were youngest daughter shout out on the podcast. We got it done. Um, uh, we go back. So continuing on the nine o'clock slate game, the nine twenty-five. It's another game that has nothing riding on it. The Eagles versus the Giants in New York. The Eagles cannot improve on their position or can they? I I think we all I think we all feel that the Eagles could maybe do to improve on their position. Well, because... I, I I tell a lie, this very much has something wrong with it. The Eagles can still win the division. So if the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose, they will take the division twelve games to five mm. as opposed to the Cowboys eleven games to six. So um, it, it, they're, they're playing at the same time. Eagles, Giants is at nine twenty-five. Cowboys, Commanders is at nine twenty-five. So I imagine there's a possibility that there might be some clock watching, scoreboard watching going on. If the Cowboys are up early, 
maybe the Eagles will pull some of the starters resting for next week. Vice versa, if the Eagles are down against the Giants early, the Cowboys might do the same. <clears throat> it'll, be easy, it'll be interesting to see. We have all back the Eagles to get the win. Um, obviously, just the Giants have been a huge, huge mess this season. Um, mm. Next up, it's the Rams at the 49ers. Again, this one has nothing on the line as the Rams are in the postseason. They can't not make it. And the 49ers, as, as we've said before, are the number one seed in the NFC. So nothing riding on this one. Um, I was very tempted to go for the Rams in this one. So, this was the game I was referring to. The reason being is that uh, Nakua is staring, ah. da- staring down the barrel of a record. And I was like, as, as, a, as a starting season, that is something that you you're going to want to go for you're going to want to be saying i want those records to go you know legacy etc so i did look at the rams as a viable option i know for a fact certain players on the 49ers have already been benched (sighs) that may or may not be 20% 20% of my fantasy team uh, in the final week of the fantasy season in the playoffs. Um, so I know for a fact that the 49ers have benched X number of players. Um, so there's that side of things. So I did look at this game as the Rams could take this just just purely off the back of records on the line. X number of I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some defence players missing. Are we thinking we're going to see Nick Bosa in this game? Yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Um, we have all taken the 49ers, but like we just said there, obviously, I think, I think a lot of us would uh, be surprised if the Rams pull that one out. If the Niners start uh, pulling the stars, if it all starts to go a bit tits up. Because obviously the Niners have... have, have well, for the past three or four seasons, they have um, suffered well catastrophic injuries in the postseason, which has cost them either in the Super Bowl or the chance to get to the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to keep an eye on that one to see uh, to see how it goes with the uh, with the stars. Yeah. Two games left. Obviously, the aforementioned Cowboys at the Washington Commanders. Um, Cowboys know if they win, they'll be the uh, NFC uh, East champs and they will um, sort the, uh, the second seed um, in the in the NFC so they'll probably be going out for the win just to uh, take it out of the Eagles hands um, we've all backed the Cowboys to get the win there and as we stayed definitely game of the week and rightfully put in its slot as the Sunday night finale the Buffalo Bills travelling to Miami for a winner-take-all, sort of, but not really. It, I think it's more, it, it, for me, it's more than likely that both of these teams are in the postseason, I would say. Mm. But it's clearly a battle of which one gets the home field advantage Yeah, 100%. in the postseason. Yeah. Um, I think the Dolphins have looked incredibly shaky the last couple of weeks. They were incredibly lucky 
to get the win against the, da- uh, the Dallas Cowboys. I think the Cowboys had him on the ropes there and probably should have uh, finished them off, but didn't put them away and they were punished. And they were, um, yeah, they were handed a bit of a pasted by the Ravens last week. So it's just going to be a case of have they got that out of their system? And do they have the wherewithal to put the Bills to the sword and wrap up the uh, division win? Um, it's been a long time since the Dolphins have won the AFC East. So, um, yeah, interesting game. And I will yeah. certainly be trying to stay up to watch as much of it as I possibly can. There is, there, there is that whole theory going on at the moment that the Dolphins just completely collapse the moment they come up against a decent team. Um, are the Bills a decent team at this point in time only time will tell I think is the answer on that one um, I, I heard a thing today about how somebody described their weight loss journey as um, as being the bills you start out the season you're out all full of hope everything's going well and then your belly turns up or as it's known in the business the chiefs and I was like, "This is the greatest analogy I've ever I've ever heard. It's fantastic." Um, yeah. Me too. To pull back the curtain, Leanne has gone with the Dolphins, so she thinks they will sew up the division win. Me and Andy think the Bills potentially have the Dolphins' number here. Honestly, game of the week for a start, because as I've already said, whew, what a doozy of a week for games I am not looking forward to the next bit of business we need to take care of um, yes and as I've just said there's this theory that the Dolphins just completely fall apart when they come against a good team the Bills the Bills need this win to to settle the waters to say I know we've had a bit of a rocky middle. I know we've lost games that we should have won. I know that we looked great at the start of the season and then, etc., etc. They need this win. The Dolphins can sort of walk away from this. However, the Bills need this to step into the playoffs and say, with a team that did that in the regular season and now with a team to do this in the postseason, and that was my my reasoning those two things one the dolphins facing a like you keep saying suppose decent team and the bills need this those two things put together i imagine the dolphins are gonna just be bench crazy past a certain point especially if they can get an early lead if they can get an early lead just start benching everybody but that's potentially the hole that the Bills could then work through. So, we've seen the Bills take just absolutely take teams apart, and in a short space of time, and that could be their window. So... That just leaves us with the arduous task of uh, picking up four teams each, my friend. Do you want to go first, or do you want to go second? I don't want to go at all. Can we skip this? 
Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna go first just to try and get the the lion's share of picks. I say lion's share. Oh, lions! Uh, I say lion's share. Um, it's remembering the teams that are in the position where they can start benching players in games where it doesn't matter. It's just like. Um, Obviously, I ain't touching that with a barge pole. I'm not touching that. You've got to look at the teams and say, is this team good enough to win without X number of starters? I, I was going to just go with that straight off the bat, but I just... Right. I'll take the Detroit Lions. Now that is interesting. I did not know, or I did not think that's where you were going first. Um, because you haven't taken them, I will snap up the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, playing against the Panthers. Do you know why I didn't take that game? Because I think the Panthers are going to do that thing that they do every now and then where there's absolutely no reason for them to win that game, and they go, they they will just walk out and absolutely obliterate it. Yeah. Just, just, just random as hell. Yeah, won't be surprised. Um, I'll follow up my Buccaneers pick with the Green Bay Packers. Ah, uh, yeah. I was, I literally, I'm looking at it now, going, yeah, that's that's the one to take next. So you did, and, and, and well done to you. You did the right thing there. Um, I'll take the Eagles to beat the Giants. Yeah. Uh, I will take a team who doesn't necessarily have a reason to be resting starters at this point. So I'll take the Seahawks. To beat the Cardinals. So that leaves me free reign for my last two. Mm -hmm. So that I will go with... I'll go with the Cowboys. Mm, That's the one I was looking at. Which is always a risk, let's be honest. Yeah, especially if they start... End of the day, that that Cowboys defence is going to take them... To the to the dance. So even if they bench their entire, you know, starting lineup for the for the offense, that defense will always take them where they need to go. Yep. Uh, and my final selection, I will take the Las Vegas Raiders at home to the Denver Broncos. Uh, yeah. You know what? Normally, I wouldn't do it. Kansas City Chiefs. To beat the Los Angeles. I did wonder if one of us was going to win. Yeah, normally I would steer clear because of everything that we've set up to this point about teams benching and etc, etc. But coming back to what you were saying about the Chargers... Uh, I, I think they would potentially struggle to find their ass with both hands on a map at the moment. So, so 
just to clarify, for the final week in the regular season, the side bet for week 18, Andy has selected the Detroit Lions at home to the Minnesota Vikings, the Philadelphia Eagles at the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks at the Arizona Cardinals, and the Kansas City Chiefs at the Los Angeles Chargers. I, on the other hand, have taken the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Carolina Panthers, the Green Bay Packers at home to the Chicago Bears, the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Commanders, and the Las Vegas Raiders at home to the Denver Broncos. That, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of Week 18's preview podcast. Unless you have anything else to bring to the table, Mr. Fook, that's us done and dusted for another week. Um, only really, obviously, this is the last week of the regular season, so I want to thank everybody for riding with us in our sixth season of regular seasons. Obviously, it doesn't stop there. We will be following the playoffs and through to the big game. Um, outside of that, I don't have anything else unless you've got anything. I have nothing, my friend. Thank you, as always, to you and all of you wonderful people for joining us to go through the ins and outs of the National Football League. Join us again next week where we'll break down all the happenings of Week 18 and we start getting into the juiciness of playoff season. Specifically, Wild Card Weekend. It's going to be super tasty, ladies and gentlemen. Six games of which I'm sure there'll be some excitement. There'll be some thrills. There'll definitely be some spills. Tune in next week to see what we thought. Until then, though, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And we'll see you next week. Tatty bye. So there you go, what do you think of that? A bumper edition of the Laces Out podcast, just to bring us all nicely up to date. Take care of a bit of business. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being here, big thank you for riding with us, like I said at the end of the podcast, big thank you for riding with us for this season. Like I say, playoffs are soon, stick with us for that. Before you go, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment, leave a review where you can leave a review. Check out the website, it's thecookiecast.com, there we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This is a cookie cast production.